0: They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White. And it is a pleasure to be here. Speaking of being here, what if you're here, not by accident, but there's something going on in terms of your soul, your soul's journey, and... The Blueprint, Your Divine Blueprint, which we're going to find out more about, for you being here in this particular body, at this particular time, and on this particular planet. Curious? Well, so am I. Today's guest is Michael Edward Bradford, who is an international intuitive energy healer, a business coach, an author, a shaman, and a spiritual teacher with extensive experience in the areas of health healing, personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, success, and wealth creation. Michael has a master's degree in international management with advanced training in intuition, NLP, hypnosis, Reiki, energy medicine, reading energy patterns, and so many other specialties. Over the past 35 years, he has helped thousands of clients break free of their limitations, balance their karma, gain greater access to their intuition, and speed up their healing process, as well as accelerate their spiritual growth, gain clarity, improve their relationships, and become more successful and increase their finances. Yes. His book, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth, is incredible, and it's available on Amazon. Welcome, Michael Edward Bradford. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. So let's get right into it. What does it mean by a divine blueprint, and how... Well, let's talk about that first, because not everybody understands what that is, Michael, and it's uh, to me it's fascinating, and... Um, I think I'm a little bit more clued in, So, but help our listeners understand that.
2: Okay, Let, let's take uh, what my... Okay, I'm going to be operating a lot from my guides and teachers talking to me. Um, so here's what, what's coming through. If you take a look at a seed, a seed is programmed to be a certain way. So in other words... Uh, A seed will grow into a redwood tree or a pine tree or an oak or red, whatever it may be, but it has all the information in it ahead of time. We come into this planet, and let's back up a little bit. When we're in spirit, we sit down with guides and teachers. My estimation is from two to six guides and teachers, and they're not necessarily the same ones we have on Earth. But they're like a coaching, counseling-type group that looks at our cosmic report card and says, okay, what has your soul learned? What does it need to learn? What does it want to learn? And where in the universe can you go to get that experience and have that that testing, that knowledge? And one of the places is planet Earth. Now, Earth is a planet of duality, male-female, good-bad, right-wrong. Um, it's a third dimensional uh, planet. So in other words, we have time here. And that's why a lot of people get so frustrated because they want to create, they want to manifest. And when you're in spirit, you just think of something and instantly happens. But here on earth, there's time. So things drag on and go slow and feel heavy, um, which is one of the tests here on earth to deal with, the delay of thinking versus manifestation. So encoded in our system, when we're sitting down with those guides and teachers and we're looking at that cosmic report card, we're taking a look and saying, okay, what do we need to learn? And then we get a chance to choose our parents, our siblings, uh, our race, whether we're male, female, uh, which country we come in, and pretty much uh, a lot of the major lessons we're going to have in this lifetime. And I'll also say the major themes. So in other words, a the theme could be power. It could be uh, beauty. It could be creativity. It could be intuition. And we choose different themes uh, to learn. And that gives us purpose in life. And a lot of us, um, I'll speak about myself, Uh, If you tie in astrology, when you hit the age of 35, Saturn return, all of a sudden, a lot of people sit back and go, well, what am I doing? This is not what I really want to do. I'm doing what I've been trained to do or taught to do. Now, what's my passion? And then around that time period, they call it a midlife crisis. A lot of people walk away from whatever they've done and start doing what they love to do and what their heart is asking them to do
1: back to you Dr. Joanne you know I think too Michael that sometimes that can happen not necessarily at the age of 35 it could happen earlier or through some kind of experience that shifts you I mean that's something that happened to me many many years ago that shifts you into a different direction for whatever reason but it's really where you need to be and where you're most excited and and things begin to fall into place. And sometimes those experiences seem very arduous or painful or whatever, but the outcome is to, to, like I said, to shift you into something else. How does somebody know, Michael, what they came here to do? I mean, I think I know. I'm, I'm sure you know. But how does somebody who's, who's a layperson who doesn't work necessarily with energy and past lives and future progression like we do. What how do they know? Which would be great if they did know, but how do they know what their blueprint is and what they've come here to do because that's so important in this lifetime.
2: Okay, I want to before I go there, I wanted to say that I absolutely totally agree with you that that shift of awareness of destiny can happen at any time of your life. Uh, not just at age 35. So I, I'm glad you clarified that. A lot of a lot for all, a lot of us, we have to pay attention to our feelings, our emotions, our hunches, our intuition. Um, the book I'm working on now is called Intuition: uh, Your Silent Thunder. So our intuition, our higher self, guides, teachers, however you want to put it, are always nudging us in a direction. So um, I'll give you an example. When I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was waiting for someone, and they were late. And they called me up and said, well, I'm not going to be there for another half an hour. I just wandered around uh, the center where I was at, and they had this huge map on the wall. And I just was drawn to it, so I'm standing in front of the map looking at it. And all of a sudden, I was looking at Canada, and I saw the city of Whitehorse in the Yukon, and my whole body reverberated. And that just got my attention. It stayed in my mind. And then later on, I had an opportunity where I had four months off. And I actually wound up driving up to from Southern California. I drove my car up to Whitehorse in Yukon and then up to Fairbanks, Alaska. So a lot of times we'll meet someone and they'll be talking about something. We'll read something in a book. We'll see something on TV. But there'll be something that gives us a nudge. Um, when I went down to Belize for two weeks in February snorkeling, uh, when I came back um, my first night back at, in my own bed, um, about 6 o'clock in the morning, I heard a scream in my head that said Rapa Nui. And I had no clue what that was. And I talked to a few of my friends, and they said, let's do an Internet research, and that was Christmas Island. So we're constantly being guided um, by subtlety, sometimes not so subtle, and that information can happen to us at any time through numerous different ways. I'd like to point out that there is no test on Earth that will tell us soul. I mean, if you take uh, Myers-Briggs, you take um, uh, DISC, if you take all of every test there is on this planet, the tests are going to tell you about your ego and personality, what you're good at, where your talents are now, but they're not going to tell you about what your soul is longing for, what the passion is inside of you that's waiting to wake up. So if you are, let's say, an engineer – And all of a sudden you want to open up a bakery, I know it may sound crazy, but that may be exactly what your soul is asking you to do. Um, And then you just pay attention to how the doors open up for you and what the response of the universe is.
1: Back to you, Dr. Joanne. You know, I think that's that's so important and so true. And I believe, and I also teach that the answers and the information that we need, like you said, Michael, it is everywhere. That I think that, and I believe that the universe is incredibly responsive, and we just need to pay attention. So, like you said, it could come from a, a book, a passage that you're reading, or something you've seen on on a film or a set or friend or you know like you you saw that map and you just get guided with that kind of information and i'm i'm glad that there isn't a test for your soul <laughs> and that you really have to go through your own kind of inner exploration to get there because we are guided and where your excitement is and where you feel passionate, I mean, that's, to me, I believe that that's where we're being led by, by our soul. So talk about your book. I love this book, Mastering the Human Experience. If somebody said to you, which I'm going to right now, how do I master the human experience? Like, what what do I do? What's the first thing I do?
2: <laughs> okay, First of all, I'm just going to share with you that I'm enjoying this so much. My cheeks are hurting from smiling, (laughs) so that's okay. Um, Okay. First, I'd like to explain why I wrote the book. I wrote the book because I felt like there were a lot of people searching, but they didn't have the grounding and the foundation of understanding the big picture. So in other words, if you're going on a trip or a holiday vacation, whatever it is, you want to know where you're going, why you're going, what's, <clears throat> what your options are, what you may run into, uh, so you can plan how much money to bring, clothes to bring, uh, recreational things to bring, etc. So what I did, I found so many people that didn't have that basic understanding that I decided to write a book that shared my understanding. Now, my understanding comes from uh, traveling with Native American medicine people, Canadian medicine people, Eskimo shamans, Peruvian shamans. I worked for weeks on end with the psychic surgeons from the Philippines in their healing rooms helping them. And I've also been with the Maoris in New Zealand. So I've been to every state in the United States, including the state of confusion, and I've been to over 50 countries. So on my journey, I've picked up a lot of information and knowledge and what I wanted to do was share this with people so they had a better understanding of why they came into earth, what their opportunities are, their different soul affiliations, soul connections. Um, and the book um, goes into a lot of that. And I'm also willing, you know, if with the, uh, your uh, radio listenership, um, if you have any questions, please give me a call, and I'll do my best to answer them for you. So what was important for me is I took, and I, okay, I'm 74 years old. I may sound very young, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit up there in years. I'm still doing very well health-wise and still traveling and teaching. But the the knowledge that I've gained, the wisdom I've gained, and what I've seen and heard and the people that I've connected with, I took all of that information and put it in the book to give people a firm foundation for understanding why they come to Earth. What happens with the energy of conception? What happens when they're in the womb and the energies? And how do people become codependent or not codependent? There's something I talk about, the prenatal healer, where we actually learn to be a healer in the womb before we even come out because we learn to take care of our mother or the energy of our family. I talk about what, so I talk about what happens during um, when we're in the womb. I talk about what happens at birth and zero to age seven. So I'm giving all the background history to understand a lot of what goes on. Um, and then I also talk about many, many other things in the book, which I believe will help to understand what healing is, how healing happens. I talk about illness and disease and a lot of time, what creates it and what can shift it very, very easily. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit here um, and I want to be careful with what I'm saying because I want to be respectful. Um, I've written four books so far and I've written books on sending healing energy, and I used to do that. However, what I'm learning now and where I'm approaching it from is connecting with an individual and seeing, feeling, sensing, intuitively tracking what is creating the energy block or the illness and disease. And I can do that either on Skype, on the telephone, or in person with, the, with someone. And then I give the person the information, and it may look like what happened to you when you were at age seven, or what happened to you with your father when you were 16, whatever it may be, because I can see that. And at that point, it's like opening a pressure valve, and a person would normally burst into tears, and the energy will shift. And they don't need the healing energy in the same way. It it is good. Healing energy is always good, vitamins, nutrition. However, what I have found, at least my specialty, is taking a look at the conscious, unconscious decisions that people made. So what I'm looking for is a thought, attitude, belief, shock, trauma, something that's in the energy field from this lifetime or a past lifetime, that hasn't been released or identified yet. And that's where my specialty uh, comes in. There's also, so I do that with surgical precision, and then there's another thing called entrainment. And entrainment is where, let's say, you have three, four grandfather clocks in the same room, and with within time, all the pendulums will swing in the same direction at the same time. And if you have four women that are sharing a house that are all on their menstrual cycle, those menstrual cycles will align and they'll all be during the same sequence. Well, in a workshop situation or when I'm doing a private session with someone, my energy, my guides, t- teachers, my commitment to helping people is so strong that there's an energy shift, an energy alignment that happens that aligns the person more Congruent with their own soul guides and teachers so that's that's a lot of what's
1: in the book Dr Joanne so can you tell people a little bit about how it can if the, something that they can do themselves in terms of accessing some of that information if they if that's possible, or being able to understand a little bit again without seeking someone what their divine blueprint is. Is it possible? Um,
2: Yes, it's possible by paying attention. Um, What I've noticed, uh, if you take the example of someone touching a hot stove and you pull your hand away very quickly, a lot of people, once they touch that hot stove, will never go near a hot stove again. Now I'm talking about (laughs) mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We don't want to get hurt. So what I've found, and I track how present a person is in their energy field, and I have found only five people this lifetime, only five, that the way I measured it were, all, were over 30% energetically present. So if we're not energetically present, where are we? And what's going on? So the more we're willing to be grounded in our physical bodies, Connected to the earth, feeling our feelings and emotions, accepting them, staying in our heart, and connected to our higher self, our guides and teachers, that is a biggie. There's a lot of examples in the book. I talk about people who buy everybody else flowers or if they buy uh, themselves flowers, they're part of the diva community. If there's people that are always looking up at the stars going, I want to go home, you know, they're extraterrestrial or interdimensional. People who love crystals, uh, rock, stones, those people are inner earth beings. That's the soul connection. And you can be more than one. You can be a bridge person. I'm a bridge person between Native American and extraterrestrial or interdimensional. So I have more than one loyalty.
1: Go ahead. I I was going to say I think I'm all, I'm all I'm all of them. <laughs> when I was younger, I guess I'll put this on air. <laughs> I used to wait outside and look up and think, "Okay, where are they? When are they coming back to get me?" I mean, I never I <laughs> told this to a And seriously, I'd go outside waiting like, "Okay." Uh, and I never told this to my parents I was young, and they never came. Obviously, I'm still here.
2: <laughs> I, actually, actually, I I totally disagree with you because I'm here, <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people have come to you. Uh, I know, but they, they were they didn't come. I mean, I've actually I'll, I'll be. They didn't come sharing, to I'll take share. me
1: away, which is what I initially thought. But they came in other in other ways and other right. forms, like you know.
2: Thank God they didn't take you away or we wouldn't be having this conversation (laughs) and you wouldn't be helping so many people. Um, I've actually had contact uh, with space, seen spaceships and had contact a few times. However, a lot of that would happen in our sleep and our dream state rather than uh, possibly waking state. And they don't need to physically communicate with us because we can be receiving that information all the time.
1: Right Our and we are', are well, talking
2: with it. yeah,
1: so, right. you and, I so are, and, anyway.
2: and, and um, part of the challenge too, is a lot of children come into this planet wide open, they see auric fields, they talk to animals, they talk to plants, and then they get into school, and people start laughing at them, so they shut down,
1: and, you know, again, um go ahead, no, go ahead, finish, and then I'll tell you a story, go ahead.
2: Um, that's what I was going to actually say was my book is filled with stories. My new book on intuition uh, is going to be about half of the book is case studies and sharing about stories that actually happened so that people understand what happens in real life so they can relate to it and understand what is happening for
1: them and what is possible. Back to you. No, and and that's so important. It really is because many people are having these kinds of experiences, Michael. But they're kind of clueless of what it means and how to integrate that in their lives and on this Earth plane and whatever. I once worked with a, a child, and it was interesting. I was talking to someone yesterday who also has a very gifted child in that regard, and this kid was in school he was able to see auras which the energy around people and his teacher initially was incredibly angry and then a little while later he made a joke and the teacher laughed and people said to him his mother he, he told his mother the story and she said why did you laugh how did you not know that she was still angry he said well the the color around her you know he didn't know the verbiage around her changed it got lighter and i knew it was okay and he was also somebody they moved and he and he he spoke to birds and he and the birds said we've been told about you you know that you could communicate with us welcome so he was very plugged in. It's fascinating what you said because, like, like, I, and I totally believe it, and, and there are so many stories that many children come in with those incredible gifts. And just like you, I encourage parents to help facilitate that and not shut it down because it's a shame because they're coming in with gifts and things to share and I think it's a travesty if we say, no, that's ridiculous. He's, that, that angel's not there. What are you talking about? There's no angel there, right? Sorry, I got carried away. <laughs> no,
2: no. Um, see, and, and actually you're tying in, um, you know, yes, it, the book Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth is a foundation book for everybody and anyone that's interested in healing, spirituality, energy work, soul growth. Whatever it may be, it is a foundation book, number one. Now the book I'm writing is Intuition, um, um, Your Silent Thunder. And in there, I'm talking about some other things which I didn't even realize. Number one, they took spirituality out of healing. The medical profession did. Hippocrates and all those, it was included But there was a conscious separation of healing and spirituality or medicine and spirituality during the Renaissance, during the um, uh, after the time of Christ. And there was also a separation of spirituality and religion. So I didn't even consciously realize that until I started writing this book. And all of a sudden, I was shown how spirituality has been taken out of a lot of things that we would have normally done um, before um, or during the birth of Christ and earlier in the Old Testament and a lot of the ancient uh, teachings in China, India, Japan, etc. So there's been a major shift in the way we perceive things. And, again, this happened in the Renaissance. It happened at other times. So where in the past, uh, seers, healers, and prophets were the most respected people in the community. They were the cornerstones. They were the the highly respected ones. And they still are in Native American and the indigenous tribes. However, in educated, I'm, I'm sorry, quote, educated Western society or educated uh european society this was not acceptable anymore so and distrusted so i've done a lot of research into this that's my next book coming out is teaching people about intuition how your intuition talks to you um the different pathways um how it can be applied to health and healing uh and Uh, Personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, business, wealth creation, investing, trading, real estate, everything. So there's been such a big shift, and you're right. Children, where the children are coming in wide open, um, and you talked about you didn't share anything with your parents. I wonder how many people actually had parents that they can share these things with or even adults they could share it with because there's a lot of people I've talked to and they said, I saw this, but I've never been able to tell anybody. And I went, I'll listen. I would love <laughs> to, to do a book just about what people have seen and what they've been told, their guides, their teachers. I had the heck scared out of me when I was about seven or nine years old. And I used to play with my toy soldiers um For days on end, and I heard this voice say, You're going to go to Israel. There's going to be wars there. You're to be a general. And I'm looking, going, How the heck am I going to leave my parents, go to a foreign country that that doesn't even speak English? And I just freaked out. It took me until I was 35 years old to go over to, to, to face that because I was so afraid of what would happen. And that's when a big shift happened to me. Actually, in front of the Wailing Wall on the eve of my thirty-fifth birthday, which in Kabbalah, Kabbalah, um, the mystical side of Judaism, you're not allowed to study the mystical side until you're thirty-five years old. And at that exact moment, precise moment, wow. I was in, I was in front of the Wailing Wall. So I've got a lot of those stories. Um, I also have stories of meeting the soul of Hippocrates, Hippocrates and him talking to me. Um, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, yeah we'll get that so another. We, we we all we all have um, how do I put this each and every one of us is special. No one is more special than anybody else. Some of us have had the courage to take a leap of faith my background was math, science, engineering, uh, and technical. And I took the leap of faith, and I thought I thought I was losing my mind. Actually, I was gaining my mind, but I, I thought I was losing my mind because none of this made any sense, and I finally had to surrender. And then once I surrendered, then the pieces of the puzzle started coming together. And again, that's why I wrote the book Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth.
1: Um you so I wanted to say something about that I think it's important that you you had that awareness to surrender a lot of people don't years ago I worked with a woman who was incredibly sick and when we investigated you know she had some in, she had some amazing intuitive and psychic gifts that she was terrified of using terrified Michael and I said to her, you know, some of what's going on, your dis-ease is, is not honoring or accepting what you're being given because you you, you have something that's, that's incredible and yet you're hiding it not only from the world, you're hiding it from yourself. And when she explored that and gained the courage to really face those gifts because it can be scary like you said – she, you know, her, her dis-ease, her illness seemed to go away and she was more in in her power place where, you know, we need to be. So I think it's important. I said that because I think it's important that we honor those incredible gifts that were given and also the same holds true for our children. If your children are experiencing and sharing a lot of this stuff, and I've written about that. Don't discount it just because you can't see an angel or because you don't know. I mean, I had one one child who who was able to diagnose. He'd hear a car going down the street, and he was able to diagnose what was wrong with the car, and he told his mother, you know, I was, uh, I was a mechanic before this, and she didn't believe him, but, but it was so hard not to believe when – these, this terminology car, whatever terminology was coming out of his mouth and, and he was like six years old, seven years old <laughs> I find it so fascinating and I find what you're doing with this, you Michael Edward Bradford, so exciting because this is an area that affects all of us on this planet and, and I think can help us and can help the planet in so many ways Sorry, I got excited here.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, here's, here's, the, 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 here's what I see. We each have a gift. And when we say my gift is better than your gift, we're, we're, yeah. we're not working as a team. It's not helpful. Each of us has a gift. Some people cook. Some people clean. Some people make cakes. Some people uh, teach music. Each of us has a gift. And if we can bring those gifts together, we have miracles. We have joy and happiness. I I just want to say that there are reasons why people are terrified about using and accepting their gift. Um, There's reasons why people are hiding from themselves. I have seen and worked with clients where They were nuns in a previous lifetime, and the nuns started receiving information and guidance. Priests pretended like, and the bishops or whoever they were, pretended they were really, really interested. And all of a sudden, the nuns started trusting and sharing. And then when they were able to find out who these nuns were and what was going on and who believed, then all of a sudden they burnt these people at the stake And the other nuns had to gather the wood, tie the woman up, light the fire, and stand there hearing the screams and smelling the wood burn. Now, I'm sorry for giving that dramatic of an example, but we, a lot of us, that have been very resistant to accepting our intuition, our guidance, to walking the spiritual path, there is good reason why we are so scared and i can see that i can look and help people to shift that so that 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 is cleared from their energy field
1: you know um, i think that i think that's important too and a lot of that like you said comes from past life experiences and some of them not even experiences on this earth plane i actually absolutely had an experience where I was choked and for for my gifts, and I still i mean I've had to clear that but oh. but I remember if somebody touched me a certain way around my neck, I would freak, and you know I had to go i had to go deeper and really take a look at that so so i I totally understand a lot of people's fear and they they're not even aware like you said of why why they may be fearful it's just so present and and maybe so forceful that they they they're just afraid to to explore it cuz cuz sometimes when you're going back whether it's a past life experience or whatever when you're going back sometimes that that memory or that experience can be painful and you have to be able to clear that like like we do. So that's important. So, Michael, tell people a little bit about, I know know you've shared a couple of the stories, but another story that's in this incredible book, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. Um,
2: Actually, as you're doing... Just before you said that, my guides were coming through and asked to ask you if I could share three stories.
1: Go um, right ahead. Number one, in sync. one.
2: Okay, one story. Um, this is in the United States. Um, there was a woman who came to me after I gave a talk. She said, Michael, I've had trouble with my neck for years. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars going to every doctor, chiropractor, everyone. Uh, no one's been able to help me. I write a health journal. Uh, And I'm not healthy. Michael, what's going on with me? And I just took a look at her and I said, it's easy. I said, I can see you've been hung in a couple of lifetimes. And you also had your head chopped off. And she just let out a scream. It was like I I put a pin in a balloon and it went pop. And she let Mm. out a scream. and, And then after that, her neck was fine. So all that trauma was held in the body even though it was on an unconscious level and from past lives, it stayed in her energy field. And she was fine after that. Um, There was actually uh, a man I worked with, and he was the head trainer for a large corporate organization. And I went down there to present to them, and basically they said, you can talk but you can't touch anyone or work with anyone. And I went, what? (laughs) So because there's no there's no model for what I do. So um I I just said, you know, after about five, ten minutes I shrug my shoulders. I say, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. You don't have any clue what I'm talking about. It's it sounds all like babble because you have no reference point. And all, all right. of a sudden this guy stands stands up in the back of the room and there's over thirty corporate executives here and he points his fingers at me and he says, I don't know what you what you got but I want it and again <laughs> at the room you could hear a pin drop so I said uh, after I realized that you know <laughs> what could I lose I said can you come up to the front of the room and I started working with with him and I said how may I serve you and he said Michael I've been in working on uh, my mother issues for 13 years with counsels therapists everyone I could find 13 years I've been working on my mother issues. I can't crack it. What am I missing? And I shrugged my shoulders. I said, it's easy. I said, it's not your mother. It's your father. I said, your father ever say he loved you and he respected you? (laughs) He exploded, hysterical tears. It looks like he grew about Mm. another inch or two taller. And that's all he needed. It was done. So, you know, I I I wish I had the the money for the 13 years that he – that he spent in counseling therapy with healers and everything else. But the level I'm working at is very different. Um, The last example I want to give is a woman I met who had been in in and out of mental institutions all of her life. She was around 60 years old, and she came to my uh, talk. And at the end of the talk, she raised her hand while she was looking down at the floor. And By the way, she had sat right in front of me talk about courage on the front row during my talk. And she raised her hand and said, my, 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 Michael, I've I've been in, 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 at institutions all all my life. Is there any hope for a person like me? And in order to read her energy, I had to open up my energy field. And when I did, I, I almost burst into tears and lost it. And I said to her, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, your mother was crazy, wasn't she? Yes, yes. And I said, all you wanted to do was have a happy childhood. Yes, yes. And I said, what happened is from the time you were in the womb, in order to stabilize your mother, you absorbed all of her craziness. And they locked you up, but your mother was free. And I worked with her. She came to me afterwards. She said, can – I want to come to the workshop and I don't have any money or anything. I said, you're covered. Don't worry about it. And she came to the workshop. That woman changed so much that two weeks after the workshop, she got a job in pizza hut and was coming off her medication. So it's not about what you're suffering from or what you're dealing with this lifetime. It's finding people that have the skills to help you. And, You know, Dr. Joanne, with what you're doing, the service you're giving with the radio show, with your own healing practice and everything else, you're helping hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, and just sending the energy out on the airwaves is affecting the whole planet in a positive way. So I salute you as a fellow traveler and a fellow healer. I mean, we're all doing our best to contribute the gifts that we have
1: back to you. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. I really do. I want to tell you a quick funny story because you and I, and, and I hope our listeners get it. Um, somebody once said, Joanne, there's this wonderful woman who, who accesses angels and guides, which we, you and I both do. And I thought, well, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'll learn something. And I called up this woman, I scheduled a session, and and you know, she said, "Do you know anything about your guides and your angels?" I thought, "Okay, we're in 101 here, but that's okay." I said, "Yeah." She said, "Do you know the names of your guides?" And there was a time that I was going through a challenge, Michael, and so I had this guy come come in specifically for that challenge, and I called him the Green Giant. She got fed, and I told her that, and I just and she got very upset that. I gave him that name. He was fine with it, but, but she wasn't. <laughs> Hold on. That's it. That's so, you... you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, there wasn't much that I could learn from her because she was closed off to a certain way of receiving information. and And like I said, I mean... The green giant—he's no longer here. He served his purpose. Thank you. But he was fine, and great. he was big, and he was strong, and and he lo- he was he loved the name too.
2: <laughs> and and you know something? I see him, and he's 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 not right close to you, but he's still watching over you. He still he still keeps an eye on you. I can see it. <laughs> um,
1: but isn't okay. it funny how sometimes we get so bogged down? by labels or by things having to be a certain way that we don't look, that there's, there could be something beyond that that maybe we're not tapping into, which to me is kind of the essence of what, of what you do, too, which is beautiful. Michael, you and I or- can talk forever. I feel very connected to you and to your beautiful energy and all that you do tell people how they could get this book how they could find out more about you and we definitely have to have you on the show again when your next book comes I out love to. yes it would be great okay um
2: i'm using my full name michael edward bradford because there's a number of other michael bradford's So my book is on Amazon. Uh, It has, I think, 16 5.0 out of 5.0 ratings. And I highly um, recommend for you to get it. Um, I believe it will help you. And it's designed to actually help you to heal as you read it. Um, My email is very simple. It's michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at... Michael Bradford, dot com, And I do individual sessions. And usually I don't have to work with a person more than once or twice to help them. Um, I do do longer term coaching. Uh, um, I'm am going to start teaching intuition training. Uh, my new book will be out probably in March uh, in intuition, your silent thunder. Um, and I also have traveled around the world doing workshops, so I'm looking for different groups to network with. And if you can help at all or I can help you at all, give me a call. I'm more than happy to have a conversation. I'm also going to give you my phone number, and I'm on the East Coast. I'm actually in Virginia Beach, Virginia, about a block away from the Edgar Casey Center. And um, Edgar <laughs> Cayce, uh, we won't even go there, but Edgar Casey was one of the world's great people, um of Gold, and I talk about him a lot in, in my books. Um, so my number is area code 760-844-2778. And like I said, um, if I can help you at all, I will. And if I get from my guides and teachers that someone else would be better to help you, I'm more than happy to refer you on. So um, I just want to thank you Dr. Joanne for the work you're doing and I want to thank everyone that's listening because this world is changing and we have to be part of that change Um, Gandhi said we have to be the change and we're going through a very critical time in this planet's journey and I would definitely like to be part of that change and Dr. Joanne, I know you are, you are definitely part of that change. So um, let's stay positive. Let's know that um, there is healing available. And either we do it and work through this together as a team, helping each other, um, and it's easier. And the test is not to do it on your own. The test is having the courage to reach out for the help and the support. So, again, thank you very much, and uh, I really appreciate the time we've
1: spent on here. I've I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. That's I've you. enjoyed it, too. And you are, I, you know, I love what you're doing, and you're right. This is a very critical time, and many of us have come here. I know I've come here specifically to work with this in this particular lifetime, and it's really important to share with one another and to spread love and lightness and healing because, like you said, we're in a transformation. So I look forward to more with you, Michael, and to seeing your next book. I love the title. That's a great title. And thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and for all that you do and for all that you share. Well, thank you again. Take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you. So, think about what Michael said because basically, there's so much inside of us and so much that we have to offer, and you're not here to do it alone, and you're not alone anyway. And this is a very important time. And one of the reasons I call this show Power Your Life is because you can be more empowered. There are so many ways within you just like Michael was talking about accessing your intuitive abilities, which we all have. There are so many ways to make a difference, so many ways to feel more empowered about you and about your life. Just take a couple of steps into that today and feel the difference. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website. I'll give you the short version, doc, And find out more about upcoming shows and blogs and more. And remember, you are an incredible being and you're here to love and to share your gifts. So do it now. Thanks for joining us.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire.